0: She's a business mogul, number one, and wellness expert. How can I help? And now Chantel Ray and her amazing guests are here to guide you on your wellness journey. Time to level up. Welcome to the Waste Away podcast.
1: Hey guys, welcome to today's episode. And I'm so excited. We have Dr. Rob. And when you meet him, just listening to him for two minutes, you're going to fall in love with him just like I did. Today we're talking about autoimmune diseases, we're talking about parasites, we're talking about H pylori. We are talking about so much stuff that is going to change your health. So Dr. Rob, welcome. Hey, thank you so much for having me on, Chantel. I am so excited to
0: be here. I'm so excited to help however I can. Totally pumped.
1: Yeah, I am too. So let's start because with autoimmune issues cuz right now I'm feeling like everybody and their brother is having autoimmune diseases. And even people, I, and I have one as well. I have Hashimoto's. Everyone listening to this call knows I have Hashimoto's. I have psoriatic arthritis. I have a little bit of psoriasis that's like right here, but it's like doing so much better. I'm like so excited. Um, but so I have them. So, you know, our listeners, they can relate to, to all of these different things. But tell me, what do you think is one of the root causes of autoimmune disease? And what are you seeing as kind of the number one complaint that people are coming to you with what kind of autoimmune diseases that people are coming to you with?
0: So I don't know that autoimmune disease has like one specific cause, but there's many common causes that we see along the lines. Like, for example, you just mentioned that you have Hashimoto's. And many thyroid problems are connected with a root cause of a bacteria called Yersinia. And the thing that's crazy about Yersinia, and it's so easy to test for, by the way, it's like super easy. You just do a little stool sample, right? And the thing that's crazy about this bacteria is Yersinia along the surface of the cell, right? We got a cell all along the surface of it. There's little protein strands. And these protein strands are very, very similar To your thyroid-stimulating hormone protein strands that sit on your thyroid. And the reason why that's so important is because if a person has Yersinia in their body, your immune system is going to identify it by those protein strands. And it's going to go, whoa, that's Yersinia. That's bad. We need to kill that. Then the immune system will start to kill that bacteria and eventually wipe it out. The problem is those proteins on your thyroid, they're almost identical in appearance to the proteins that are on that Yersinia bacteria. So what starts to happen is your immune system goes, wait a second, is that thyroid or is that Yersinia? And it goes, I don't know. I think that might be Yersinia. Guys, come on, take a look. Look, these proteins look almost identical to the Yersinia. That's Yersinia. Let's attack it. And now all of a sudden you've created an immune, an autoimmune condition, Hashimoto's, Rave's disease. That's specifically and fully just related to that bacteria. So there's a way to identify one if there's Yersinia in the body, knock it out, and then two to reprogram the immune system so the immune system goes, oh yeah, duh, what we're rethinking, we right? That's a thyroid, that's not Yersinia. Sorry guys, right? So, but that's like one example of a root cause, and there's many root causes for autoimmune disease. No two are necessarily identical, but it does take you know, a competent and consistent eye to to look for these things like, you know, what do you got? What do you got? Different people have different stuff.
1: Mm. Well, I want to talk about parasites for just a second. And I have a question from a listener that I'd love for you to answer. It's from Jessica Winthrop in Sugar Land, Texas. She said, I love that you love to talk about parasites. I decided to go to a GI doctor and they gave me a three-day sample where I literally pulled the poop and gave them samples for three straight days. I know for a fact that I have parasites. I have every single symptom of it. I took that three-day test and the symptoms that I have show me that I have it, but they said that I had none. What is your take Mm -hmm. on that?
0: Excellent question. So that's the old school needle in a haystack approach to parasite identification. Um, when you're taking samples, they do three, which is good. Uh, we used to do four years ago, but they did three, which is good because that'll increase the likelihood of collecting, but it's still a needle in a haystack. You know, a lot of these parasites, they don't want to leave your body, right? You're So they don't want to leave the dinner table. My grandmother's cooking. I'm not leaving. So it's a similar thing here with these parasites. They don't want to leave, so often, more often than not, they don't show up in the stool. However, there's different ways to assess. So for for one of your for this follower that had that specific question, what I would recommend is two things. The first thing is I would do a different type of study, and the study you want to do is called a polymerase chain reaction, a PCR DNA parasitology stool study. A lot of words, I know, but that's the study you want to do. And what that study looks for is not just the parasite, but it also looks for the parasite's DNA. And the reason why that's so important is it's a total different look on on parasitology. It's like, you know, it's like you might not find the criminal at the scene of the crime, but look, if you find Joe's DNA all over the car, you know, Joe was definitely there it's the same thing. These parasites, they might not come out in the stool, but their DNA is
1: all over the place. I want to talk to you guys about stress for just a second. And I feel like I've been just juggling so many responsibilities, the endless to-do list. And I'm telling you, stress slowly infiltrates your life and it robs you of magnesium. So it's a vital mineral for your body and it's this vicious stress magnesium deficiency cycle. So it's like number one, stress strikes, then your body loses magnesium, then your sleep is kind of plummeted and then more magnesium escapes your body. So I wanna tell you magnesium breakthrough, it has seven forms of magnesium, which is really, really important. Most of them have one or two forms I take two before bedtime every single night. If I forget it, I then can't sleep as well. So if you look at my sleep scores, they are amazing. That is one thing I really have dialed in. And I want you to go to magbreakthrough.com wasteaway click on waste away for 10% off any order. And we have several people for a limited time only that are going to receive special gifts with purchase. So it's only available at magbreakthrough.com slash waste So let's talk a little bit more about kind of what you are seeing. There's so many different kinds of autoimmune diseases. What are some of the things that you're saying? If you do step one, two, three, four, and five, obviously they're all a little different, but what are the five things that you're saying? If you work on these, we're going to see some progress.
0: Well, so I think when you're looking at autoimmune disease, you know, the first thing is, if you're really tackling an autoimmune disease, we got to understand what the root cause is because everybody has a different trigger. So an autoimmune disease is a condition where your body is literally attacking itself. And here's the truth on this, Chantel. At least here's my truth on this. Your body never attacks itself. It will never, ever, ever attack itself. It will attack something inside of itself And then through collateral damage, it will damage itself. Like for example, um, if we had flies on the wall, you and I would just pick up a fly swatter, right? And we would just knock them down. Your immune system is so aggressive and and powerful, your immune system sees flies on the wall and it would like take out a shotgun, right? And it's like killing the flies with a shotgun, knocking them out. Well, the same thing happens in the body. These flies are not flies. They're often toxins or parasites or yeast or fungi or mold, and the immune system is trying to attack them. So if there's a a heavy metal or a toxin that lodges in the thyroid gland, the immune system will go after that particular toxin, but there's a collateral damage that occurs, and the thyroid tissue then can become damaged, and we set up this autoimmune condition. So it's not that the immune system is legitimately attacking attacking the thyroid or the 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 joint or the skin. It's attacking something in the joint or the thyroid or the skin that shouldn't be there. So first thing we got to do is we got to isolate what's the true root cause for the individual. That's the first thing. And then the other things I think that we need to do, you know, that are important is there's a lot of junk in our environment, you know, like um in night from there's a study that was done, and they looked at the amount of environmental toxins that were put into our atmosphere, into our water, into you know our area from the 1900s to now, and it's approximately eighty thousand. So it's about eighty thousand different toxins, different chemicals. I shouldn't say toxins; that's the wrong word. There's about eighty thousand different chemicals that were put into our environment from the 1900 until now, but here's the crazy thing. The crazy thing is our EPA has only tested 550 of them for safety, which is nuts, right? Because that means there's like 79,450 chemicals chemicals that are floating around in our environment. We don't know if they're safe for us. You know, We don't know if they're poisonous. We don't know. So one of the first things you should do when you have an autoimmune disease is clean up your air. Clean up your air because you're breathing air all the time. You know, you got to clean up your air, clean up your water, and clean up your food. And air is actually the most important because, you know, Chantal, like how long can a person go without breathing?
1: Yeah, like, I don't know, two minutes. (laughs) Yeah,
0: a couple minutes, right? So how long can a person go without water? Mm,
1: Probably a few days.
0: Few days. How long can a person go without food?
1: Well, Jesus went forty days and forty nights. So I'm going to say, Amen, sister. <laughs> Amen.
0: So, so that right there shows you the importance. You could only go a few minutes without air. You're recycling air all the time. So it's so important for us to clean up our air, and you can do that really easily. By taking the two rooms you spend the most time in, one is going to be your bedroom. The other is usually your family room. Some people have a third, which is an office. And just put a good type of filtration air system in there. They're cheap. You can get like a like a GermaGuard. These are awesome systems. They remove 99.9% of the junk from the air, right? They're super, super clean. or They can cost like $90 and you'll clean a whole entire room. They'll also come with UV light. So they'll get rid of like viruses and junk like that from the environment. And that removes a burden for the autoimmune case because that's we have to unburden these guys. So Mm -hmm. clean air, next thing is clean water. So grab a reverse osmosis system. They're also cheap. Um, You can get them online. You can get like, and I have no affiliation with these brands or anything like that, Chantel. I'm just speaking the good stuff that's out there. And I'm like, I don't get kickbacks or anything. But like Ice Spring, for example, they have a really good reverse osmosis system. It gets rid of everything from, the gar- from your water. All the garbage, all the heavy metals, all the environmental toxins, all the parasites, all the yeast, all the stuff that shouldn't be there. It removes all of it. And then they also have what's called a remineralizer. And remineralizers are awesome because a reverse osmosis system, one of the problems is they pull out not just all the toxins, but they also pull out all the minerals so you're, you're left with just plain water that could sometime leach your own minerals out of your body. So a reverse osmosis system with a remineralizer will add those minerals back in at the end so you get a great, slightly alkaline, clean glass of water that can actually hydrate your cells and help you. And then the third thing or the fourth thing would be clean food. You got to have clean food. So organic, you know, or do look at the environmental working groups information on the clean 15. So the top 15 foods that you could usually eat non-organic, which can save people some money. And then the dirty dozen, which are those 12 foods that are super toxic that you definitely want to eat clean. Um, So you want to go organic. So if you just did that, cleaned up your air, cleaned up your water and cleaned up your food, that by itself is going to be unburdening to the autoimmune case. And then you find the root cause and then you handle the root cause. That would be the fifth step. Fourth step, find the root cause. Fifth step, handle it, whatever it is. So that's what people with autoimmune disease really need to do.
1: Awesome. Well, you guys stay tuned. We've got another episode coming up in just a few. Bye-bye for now.